Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. So glad you've joined me yet again on another morning. And we are enjoying uh, moving forward in many, many different ways. I want to, as I was reading through this uh, passage and was remembering some things from younger years, but uh, I want to go back to verse 14, I think. It's verse 14. And it says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? And it's interesting that that word hard right there translated from the Hebrew word, that same Hebrew word is used in Isaiah 9, verse 6. And there it's translated wonderful, talking about the coming uh, coming Messiah. Let's see if I can find that really quick. Um, probably not. Uh, anyway, um, so in Isaiah 9, verse 6, we just have to take my word for it and see if I can pull it up really quick. Uh, it should be one. For unto us a child is born... To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So a word here used to describe, um, is, is anything too hard for your Lord, meaning the person that is in front of you, uh, or is too wonderful, that's how it's translated there. So just another cool thing from there, the beginning of chapter Chapter 18, verse 14. And now I want to keep, keep reading on as we're digging into this. And then now let me find my way back to Genesis 18. There we go. And pressing on here. So starting in verse 16. Then the men, so there's these three. One of them we are, are saying is the Lord. Maybe it's an incarnation of Jesus before that, uh, which is what seems to be the indication here. And two angels. Then the men set out from there. And they looked down upon Sodom, and and Abraham went with them to set them on their way. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abram, Abraham what I am about to do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have chosen him that they that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteous and justice so that the Lord by I'm sorry by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him then the Lord said because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is greater and their sin is very grave I will go down to see whether they have done all what they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me and if not i will know all right so they're getting ready to look at adam uh, Sodom and gomorrah and we know the outcome of that but i want to back up here and it says for i have chosen in verse 19 i have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the lord by doing righteousness and justice so the lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised to him. And I just, just a note here about being a father, being a grandfather, and, and how we are to bring up our children in righteousness, how we are to be just and teach them justice. And we live in a culture now that that is is not necessarily righteous for sure or just, but the reality of this chapter is that even with just a few, if just or just a few, just a few can save a city, is really part of 
the crux of chapter 18. And there's not going to be enough to save the city. But if there were just enough, you could save a city. So what are you doing in raising up your children, raising up yourself, raising up those who you are discipling in righteousness and in justice? And so that to unpack that would take a lot, right? But let's just look at justice because we hear a lot about that today. And justice is, is not not being fair. It's being equitable. It's being it's meaning that the the scales are even, and that if there is something that is wrong, that it is made right. And and so there is lots of opinion about what that is, but God is not opinionated in it. He he draws a very clear line as to what is right and what is wrong. And that we are to live according to what is right, and so that is that is the problem today in our culture. Is we've bought into a lot of lies. We've bought into the lies that there's a a part of humanity that is greater than another part of humanity, and that is created race, where really there is no race. We are all human beings created in the image of God, whether we're a man or whether we're a woman, we're equal. It, the pigmentation of our skin does not make one smarter or better or any of that. It, we are part of one human race, one humankind. And while there are variances in the color and the size and things like that, there's still just men and women, and men and women are equal. But we have made a mess of a lot of that because we have not really looked at what it is that God says, and we have gotten lost in our way, and now we have less justice. We are not as just as we ought to be. We we want to throw some people under the bus as being sinners while we are sinners because we have elevated some sin and lowered the standards, if you will, for other sins. So it's okay to to drink and to gossip and do things like that, but it's it's not okay to be this or to be that or so you know you see what i'm saying is that we we're not righteous but we want to say that we're more righteous than that guy or we're more righteous than those people and the reality is is that we are all unrighteous and we all fall short of the glory of god and we need to cry out to god for mercy and repent of our sins and believe on the lord jesus christ and then allow the holy spirit to guide us and move us away from where we were to a place of righteousness and that'll lead us into a place of justice, of being just people where justice matters and where we, we are going to do right no matter what it costs. And we are going to help guide people toward righteousness and toward pursuing justice instead of not caring or doing what's wrong or, or, or having an imbalance in the scale so that it works in our favor. And so we've got to be we've got to be stronger than that. We've got to be better than that. And the only way we're going to do that is really by calling out on God and asking for his help and raising up the next generation as Abraham, the God is saying here that Abraham is going to do. And he does. And so even in him doing that, is everything perfect and just and right? No. We'll see soon enough with Isaac that everything's not justice and perfect and right as he raises his twins, Jacob and Esau. And then we're going to see where Jacob isn't altogether perfect and right and just, but how God is merciful. And in all of it, God is just and righteous 
And he brings about that in his people and in his children. And we see that even as we read in the New Testament and read in Hebrew. So, all right, went long this morning. Uh, God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. We'll keep diving into Genesis here. And maybe we'll get through chapter 18 on the next go around. God bless you.